What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Heath Mulligan Project, the podcast where we're helping you discover your purpose, your passion, and your possibilities. On this season of the podcast, we're talking about matters of the heart. We're talking about grief. Uh, We're talking about connecting our head and our heart to our habits. And then we're going to look at the things in life that can keep us in bondage. So right now we're going through the book, Progressing Through Grief. There's a link in the show notes. You can purchase it from Amazon. Highly, highly recommend it. Even if you're someone you're like, Heath, my life's pretty good. I'm not really going through grief right now. You're going to. It's a guaranteed. You're going to lose someone. You're going to lose something. You're going to go through grief. And I believe that this is a book that can help prepare you for that. It's a book that will help you think about a lot of things. It's been very helpful to me uh, in my grief journey, and I hope it's helpful to you. So today we're going to be talking about guilt. We're going to look at uh, what causes guilt, what guilt feels like. Then we're going to talk about some ways to cope with guilt, and then how to deal with others uh, as they're trying to help us uh, with our guilt. Again, this is a this is a very powerful book. It's an interactive book. Uh, it's a, it's really a workbook, and uh, the author does a really good job of just laying it out. Um, you know, each chapter is pretty much the same, it, it, especially as we're talking about these different emotions that we have with grief. It's what causes it, then how to cope with it, and then you know how to deal with others about it. Let me read you uh, the the Serenity Prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. When you're dealing with guilt, that's a really good prayer to pray. We feel guilty for a lot of things. And guilt after a loss or a tragedy comes when we think that we caused it, or we feel like we could have done more to prevent it, or we feel like we could have done something differently. Maybe not change the outcome, but maybe ease the person's suffering. Maybe made things a little bit easier. But guilt is very common. And if you have felt guilt over a loss, or if you are feeling guilt over a loss, it's perfectly normal. Don't feel guilty about feeling uh, guilty. Sometimes guilt happens when we have unfinished business uh, with the person who has passed away. Sometimes we have regrets about the things we said. We have regrets about the things we didn't say. We have regrets about some of the things we did. And we have regrets about some of the things we did not do. Sometimes we have regrets about promises we weren't able to keep. And some people might experience guilt... After they, they have a loved one who dies, who's been suffering, and you feel a sense of relief. Uh, maybe you're a caretaker. This is something I absolutely experienced when you're a caretaker for somebody and you know that their quality of life is not very good and they pass away. Sometimes you feel, uh, you feel guilty because they're gone. Their life's easier. They're in a better place. I mean, if you're a believer and they're a believer, there's a great sense of peace. 
there, there's a sense of relief that this weight that you've been carrying it is uh, now you're carrying a different kind of weight. Um, but there's a sense of guilt for feeling relief. I, and I have been there. And sometimes we feel guilt because we start moving on. We start thinking about the future. We start making plans. Uh, again, guilt is a very, uh, it's a very normal part of life. But when you spend a lot of energy thinking about the what ifs, the should haves, the could haves, the would haves, you're, you're just going to be spinning your wheels. And as you'll find out, when you are in grief mode, um, when you are in grief mode, your body is trying to manage your energy as best as possible. Your body's trying to conserve energy. You're sleeping a lot. And it's it's very important. You got to be mindful of that. And when you get consumed with your thoughts and your brain starts spinning and going through all these scenarios of what you could have changed. Again, some of that is very normal. But when you become obsessive about it, you're burning energy that really you need for other things. You're burning energy that you need for you, that you need for your family. The fact is, and it's right, it goes back to the serenity prayer. There's some things we can't do anything about. There's some things we can't change. That's just a part of life, and we have to make peace with that. Sometimes when we experience that guilt, we, we start to punish ourselves. We, we think less of ourselves. We, we talk badly. We have a lot of really negative self-talk. We feel like we shouldn't be enjoying life uh, without that person in our life. And we condemn ourselves for living. Uh, we, we condemn ourselves and think, well, I just need to be miserable for the rest of my life. Sometimes when someone dies, we, we think a lot about the finality of life. And when you obsess over that, it really affects your interactions with others. And you've got to be really careful. Um, because if you have regrets about someone you just lost... And you're like, well, I, I don't want to mess things up with this person. You know, I don't want to th leave things unsaid. I don't want to say the wrong thing. And, you, you know, you never know. Life's so short that you, you kind of hold back. You, you hold back and you start trying to have perfect interactions with other people. And, and you can't do that. You can't hold yourself to that kind of standard. Sometimes when you've sensed the loss and you, and you have guilt and you're thinking about the finality of life, uh, you want to live life to the fullest. And sometimes that means taking risks. That means doing things you wouldn't have normally done. It means kind of, you know, kind of being footloose and fancy free, feeling like there's not any consequences. Here's the thing. Hindsight is great. Of course, you're going to look back and, and there's things you could have done differently. There's things you could have said differently. Yeah, it's natural. But life doesn't work like that. So what, is, what does guilt look 
and feel like? Well, first of all, guilt can bring a, a feeling of regret. Again, I'm not going to read this whole list. Um, highly encourage you to get the book. I'm just scratching the surface. I'm scratching the surface trying to convince you to get this book because I think it'll help you. Um, uh, guilt sometimes looks like regret. Sometimes it's a lot of self-blame. You blame yourself for things you didn't have any control any control over. Uh, you punish yourself. You, there are feelings of worthlessness. You avoid enjoyment. You don't feel like you're allowed to have any fun anymore. You attempt to become a perfect person. There's some journal sections in this chapter, as there are in every chapter of this book. Two pages. One, I'm overwhelmed by guilt. I feel guilty about... And I wrote out several things that I felt guilty about. And then on the next page, it's why you shouldn't feel that way. And as I was doing this exercise, um, I felt a bit better about things. I'll never forget, before my wife passed away, I was seeing a counselor. Uh, we're actually going to be going through his book next, uh, 18 Inches, uh, talking about you know the connection between uh, the head and the heart. And I'll never forget, you know, I was just kind of telling him my story. And and literally some of the first words he said to me were, Heath, you're you're carrying a tremendous burden. You you need to cut yourself some slack. Like you need to get into the mode every day of cutting yourself some slack, of giving yourself some grace. And he said, you know, we're we're often a lot better of showing grace to others. Um, more so than to ourselves. And that has, that has stuck with me very, very much. So what happens if, if you are experiencing guilt? What are some guilt? Uh, what are some ways that we can cope with guilt? I mean, guilt's like a, it's like a heavy weight. And here's the thing. The key to overcoming guilt, this is from the book, the key to overcoming guilt is realizing that it is self-imposed. The only way to get over guilt, especially guilt over someone that's gone. Now, if you feel, let me let me be very clear. If you've hurt someone who's still alive and you feel guilty, you need to make amends. You need to make peace with that. But if the person is gone, if the person has passed away, the only person to forgive, the only person to make peace with is yourself. You have to Forgive yourself. And that is one of the hardest things in the world to do. Uh, you got to forgive yourself for not being perfect. You got to forgive yourself for not making the right decisions. For not doing every little thing right. For not saying all the right things. You got to forgive yourself. You got to cut yourself free from those chains. You got to give yourself space to have some regrets you got to give yourself grace enough to forgive yourself here's some things here's some practical action oriented things we can do uh, to help us uh, cope with our guilt help us overcome our guilt number one help someone else 
Uh, you know, if you're looking back, you're like, well, I wish I'd have done this for this person. They're no longer here. Go do it for somebody else. Volunteer. Help a neighbor. Help a friend. Uh, do something with your church. One thing you can do, and I, I haven't done this physically. I, so what it is is write a letter to the person you lost explaining why you feel guilty. Um, I spent some time uh, uh, by my wife's grave one day and just talked and um, and just got those things off my chest. Again, if I wrote her a letter, she's never going to read that letter. I don't, I don't believe, I don't know. I mean, I believe in heaven, obviously. Uh, I believe she is at peace with the Lord. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Man, does she hear what I'm saying? I don't know. Uh, here's what I do know. Let me, let me, let me say something to you that, that gave me great peace. Uh, the day after we buried my wife, I went to the cemetery and I just sat there and, and God gave me this great sense of peace in, in regards to guilt that Karen was at peace, that she was perfect, that, that, Everything was perfect with her, that she was complete, that there was nothing that I could say or do to put her in any better position. And so there was, there was not a need. I mean, I, for, there was not a need for me to say or do anything for her sake, but that it was 100% okay for me to say and do those things for my sake. And so I did. And that day I, you know, confessed some things and talked about why I felt guilty. And it was very therapeutic and it was very healing. And I felt the Lord meet with me out there uh, at the cemetery. And it, it gave me great peace. Now, have I experienced guilt since then? Yes, but it's given me great peace to know there's nothing I can do to improve Karen's situation. She doesn't she she doesn't need anything from me anymore. And there's that's very uh freeing. Uh the next one is kind of doing what I just said is seek or pray for religious or spiritual forgiveness and peace. I think it's talking to a pastor I'm I'm very blessed as a pastor to you hear lots of stories about pastors who don't have pastors and 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 a lot of times pastors in those situations man they get into a lot of character issues. I've been very blessed to call many good men and women pastors. Uh right now I would I would say I have four people that I consider my my pastors. Um the the current pastor that I work with or work for and uh, three really close friends. One of them doesn't know that I've added him as a pastor, but I have. Um, here's another thing. Finish unfinished business when you can, even if it no longer matters. And then uh, if you're upset that you forgot to buy their, their favorite cereal, buy it and donate it. If you missed their birthday, celebrate it now. It's pretty good. And then recite the serenity prayer, as I mentioned before. But we have to be proactive in deal, dealing with guilt. Now, 
How do we cope with others when we're dealing with guilt? Here's the thing. Uh, you need to realize guilt is not logical. Uh, it's a feeling. Feelings are not always rational or, or thought out, but they're still very real. The things in our brain, the thoughts in our brain, they are physical, tangible things. Our, our thoughts are not just some vapor. They're, they're real. Our feelings are real. And... Some people are going to try to help you overcome your guilt by kind of justifying everything you did and everything you said and, 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 you know, it's not your fault. And you may just have to tell them, you know what, I'm, you know, I appreciate it, appreciate what you're trying to do, but, you know, I don't really, um, need that. Uh, I, you know, I just need to vent I just need to work through these thoughts and feelings. I know everything you're saying is right. I know I shouldn't feel guilty. I know I did everything I could. But still, internally, I'm dealing with a lot of these feelings and emotions. And I just need to work through them. And it's you got to have a friend that's going to let you do that. Um, you know, we we know that there's things in life we don't control but we don't really believe it. We think that we have a lot more control in life than we actually do. And just as you feel guilty and you feel responsible for what happened, there's going to be people in your life who feel responsible to help you overcome your guilt. They're going to feel responsible for helping you get to point A, from point A to point B on your grief journey. And here's the thing. Here's the thing you need to realize here's the thing they need to realize. You don't need to be fixed. You're having a perfectly natural feeling. But you also don't have to feel guilty for the rest of your life. One of the best gifts my wife gave me, and it, it created some truly awkward moments, I remember it was, I want to say it was Thanksgiving several years ago. And I don't know how the topic came up. Uh, you know, my family, they've been around Huntington's disease their whole lives. And so they've had a lot of more time and, and conversations about it. So for them, it's, again, it's just been a part of their lives. But somehow the subject came up about what would happen when Karen passed away. Now, at this point in time, Karen, you know, was was getting treated for Huntington's disease, and which there's no cure for it. They they only treat the symptoms, and sadly, uh, the a lot of times the medicines that treat the physical symptoms make the emotional and mental symptoms even worse. But she was she was still in good health. If you had told me at this time you know, that she had less than 10 years to live, I'd have been like, that's crazy. That's no way. But we're sitting at the table, and she says, I want everybody to know that I don't want Heath to be alone. That if he meets someone and he wants to get married and he falls in love, that I want that for him. I want him to be with somebody. I want him to be happy. 
And it was awkward. It wasn't just awkward for me. It was awkward for everybody. And I'm like, I don't really want to talk about this right now. But she was very clear. And, and more than once, she was very clear how she felt about that. And she told me one time, <laughs> she said, if you don't move on with your life, I will come back and haunt you. And, he, and we had a chuckle about that because we don't think that's a thing. But, you know, she was very clear to me. And she, man, she told me a lot. Again, it was awkward. But she wanted to make sure that, she, man, she, it was, just, again, it was a great gift. And it's a gift. Sometimes you don't know what to do with a gift. Sometimes you, um, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you kind of look at look at the gift and you just kind of stare at it, and you're not sure when and how you could, should spend it. And I have, I have dated since. Uh, Karen passed away, and uh, I've experienced emotions and, and feelings and and those type of things. Uh, but now I'm in a season, you know, where I'm not, and. I think about that a lot, and and one of the things you know, as I one one of my goals, or I wouldn't call it a New Year's resolution, but um, there there are certain things I'm trying to do in my own life. There are certain things I'm trying to do for my personal growth, and so I've really it's a hard thing, but like I mean, I'm trying to explain it. Um, you know, I've really put you know, seeking or searching for any type of relationship, I really try to put that on the back burner. Now, it's in the forefront of my mind, and I talk about it with my friends, and I think about it a lot, and I have all those emotions and longings and things like that. And for a while, I felt guilty for those feelings. I felt guilty for not wanting to be alone. I felt guilty for wanting to have somebody to walk on the beach on. I felt guilty for having dreams of finally seeing the northern lights with someone I love next to my side. I felt guilty for that, but I don't anymore. And again, it was it was two things. It was the gift Karen gave me, and it was a gift I gave myself to forgive myself and to move on and to commit myself and and. The last gift, the last gift I will ever give to Karen is becoming the man that she always thought I could be. And I'm not going to die and feel guilty about not achieving that. I am going to achieve that. I'm going to reach the potential that this amazing woman saw inside of me. And... Do I, did I used to feel guilty for not realizing that potential while she was alive? Absolutely. But I feel like I got a second chance. I got a second chance in life, in love, in, in so many things. And I am living proof that guilt doesn't have to be the end. 
I'm living proof uh, that guilt doesn't have to weigh you down for the rest of your life. Listen, I'll be honest with you. If we laid out the case, there'd nobody be more guilty than me for the things I did and the things I didn't do. It's been hard. I've been writing about those things in my book. But I want you to know today, whatever you're experiencing, whatever guilt you're experiencing, you can have peace. You can have peace with God by asking and seeking forgiveness, making amends with those you have hurt. You can have peace with your loved one who has passed away. You can make peace with them. And more than that, you can make peace with yourself. Because <coughs> at the end of the day, until you forgive yourself, you can't move on. And the greatest gift we can give anyone greatest gift we can give to the world is our best selves and we can only do that by forgiving ourselves so wherever you're listening to this whether you're driving or exercising or sitting on your couch or wherever my prayer is that you would start to release that guilt that you would start to find activities and things that would help you have a physical reminder of your loved one, of how much they loved you. And instead of looking at the negative, you would look at the positive. And you would turn your guilt into forgiveness that leads to positive action that can impact somebody's life. That's my prayer for you today. God bless you. Thank you for listening. As always, if you're struggling with anything, you can email me, Heath Mulliken. Heath.Mulliken at gmail.com. You can also join our Facebook group, The Heath Mulliken Project. Listen, The Heath Mulliken Project is not about me. It's about us. It's about the fact that we're all works in progress. We're all people trying to fulfill our purpose, our passion, and our possibilities. And I want to help you do that. I got some exciting things coming up that I'm going to be sharing on the podcast uh, here uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, but I am very grateful for your support. I'm very grateful that you're listening. You can subscribe to wherever you can find podcasts, uh, download and listen. And if you're listening on uh, Apple Podcast, uh, leave us, uh, you know, leave us a rating, give us five stars, and you can also leave us a review there. But God bless you. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you soon.